kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But this morning I want to lead off with another scripture. We are coming out of 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. This morning I want to just tap into core values. What is the core values of being kingdom kids, kingdom children? We are, we are, we are his children. Therefore, therefore, if we are his children, therefore, there should be a certain way we act. I, I didn't get too many amens on that. Uh, y'all was quiet on that. Listen, if we are king's kids, then it should show up on how we live. Amen. Amen. Let's 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 read and then we get into it. Okay. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and displays and virtues, perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. Somebody ought to give God praise. That he's talking about me. Give me some more juice. Give me, I can't, I can't hear myself. Amen. You can sit down. Sit down. Father, even now, Lord, make clear, bring everything back to my remembrance that you want me to say. Lord, just speak to the innermost core of our beings. Lord, even now. Lord, even now. Lord, even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I remember a story, and many of you remember me saying this story. It was slaves getting off the ship and, and, and they have been beaten on the ship. They have been mistreated on the ship. And this was this one African that, that he walked differently. He acted differently. And, and, the, and, 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 the, and the slave traders was beating him the worst because they was trying to break him. One of the slave owners that was there on the shore was saying, what's wrong with him? Why don't he know that, that if, he just, if, he just, if he just break, that they would quit beating him? And, and this is what another slave said. said they can't break him. <laughs> no matter what they do, they're not going to break him. And he said, why not? Said, because he know who he is. <laughs> that, that you understand He's royalty. You understand, that's the king's son. And it's in him 
And no matter what he goes through, you are not going to be able to break him because he knows who he is. My, my, my brothers and my sisters, when you know who you are, when you know what God has done and what he has called you to be, when, when you get a sense that that, that, God, that God no longer sees you as a sinner, but he sees you as a saint. Say, say, say that with me. I'm a saint. I'm a saint. In our verse, listen to what it says. He says, he says, you are. He's talking about not what we do, but what he has done. When God has created in you, you are who he says you are. Hold on. And you may not know how to walk in it yet, but God says right now without anything else, you are chosen. Listen, and God is saying, I chose you. Did you know that your salvation is not based on you? It's based on that while we was in our sins, he reached out and chose you. See, see, one of the things that ought to be happening in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ is that your identity is becoming, you're coming to know who you are in Christ Jesus and that should change everything. Let me walk in this a little bit. When, when you know who you are, it changes how you feel about yourself. You are no longer bothered by the small things in life because you recognize you're bigger than that. <laughs> Matter of fact, there's certain things you don't even entertain anymore. There's certain attitudes you let go of because you recognize I'm better than that. Listen to what I'm saying. It's not that you're better than anybody else. But you're better than the traps that Satan throw at you. And the devil's going to throw everything at you because you are in spiritual battle. But when you got a clue of who you are, there's certain things that don't even trouble you no more. <laughs> well, one of my greatest prayers for us is that we come to identify with him. Listen, not identify with what we used to be. Not identify with folks around you. Sometimes you can't even identify with your family. We was talking in the office and I really don't know how me and some ministers got on this subject. But we started talking about how we took on identities in our youth that was not really us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There was a hole on the inside from things that happened to us. So we embraced certain things that either somebody said, either somebody called us. And what happened is we took on that attitude and embraced. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but somebody in this church had a license plate Ohio player. I said, I said, man, you got some nerves. But this is what he said. 
They said, other people called me that, so I began to embrace that. What did you leave out? What did you, what did you embrace? What became that you identify yourself with? And God is speaking, saying, you're not that anymore. That's not who I made you to be. And though we're saved, we still identify with something that Satan tagged us with. I believe that the closer you get to the Lord, stuff ought to start dropping off. See, none of us is where we ought to be yet. We're all growing in grace. We ought to be growing in the spirit. But, but you ought to be closer to Jesus than you was two years ago. There ought to be something like you that looks like your heavenly father. You can't tell me that, that you are growing in grace, growing in the knowledge of him, and you're still holding on to the same old things that bound you five years ago. And what his words ought to be doing is clarifying to us identity. And when you know who you are in him, it really doesn't matter if folks out there talk about you. You know what I discovered? Even if you did everything they wanted you to do, they still find something to talk about. Some folks are going to talk about you just because they don't have nothing else to do but talk about you. Some folks are going to talk because that's what they do. They talk. <laughs> what we are learning is that, 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 that as you grow, certain things don't bother you no more. Some of us are still fighting first grade demons. Listen, you always in a battle. But first graders, if if, if you if, if you growing in Christ, a first grader shouldn't shouldn't make you go there. But you don't understand, Reverend Venice. I know I'm a dog, but that first grader cussed at me. So I cussed back. Say what? Say what? So, so you went on the level of a first grader. That's funny, but we do that spiritually. It, it sounds idiotic from a natural standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint, God is trying to raise us up where we look more like him. Look what it says. He says that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and displays and virtue. Virtue is a combination of power and character. That in you, people will see the person of Christ, the character of Christ, the anointing that is on your life, the favor that is on your life. But watch this. If God can't trust us to act right, why would he trust us with more power? I told him this morning, I said, you know what? I do not look at giftedness 
as evidence of spiritual maturity. You can be a baby in Christ and gifted. Listen, gifting is not the evidence of how mature a Christian is. And sometimes what we do, because they gifted, we put them in positions that they can't stand because their character can't hold them in the position because they have not matured enough to hold the weight of the position. You can be gifted all get out. That's a blessing, but that's not a sign of maturity. Listen, if they acted up before you voted them in, they're going to act up even more after you voted them in. Some folks can't stand a little bit of power. What you're looking for in, in, in growth, even as a check value in our own life, is your character. How do you handle trouble? How do you handle stress? See, the, the truth of the matter is many of us don't want to go through nothing. But let me tell you something. Trouble is what makes us grow. It's not the mountaintop experience. It's the valley low experience. One of the core values that, that we must bring in that, that I'm going to talk about, there's four of them. There's faith. There's love. There's healing. There's purpose. We, we're just going to tap into faith. And the reason why I tap into faith first, because without faith, Listen, not saving faith, but growing faith. But keeping faith. But overcoming faith. See, 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 many of us, we, we got saved, then we went and sat down. But let me tell you, life will not quit happening. Trouble will find your address. What I'm learning is that God allows trouble to come our way to make us grow. It is not the mountaintop experience that makes you know God. It's the valley low experience. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Is there anybody in here that now that you have come through, you, you thank God? for what you've been through. Because you would not be where you are in your faith if you had not been through what you've been through. So listen, many times we look at, at our enemies as, as, as something that is negative, but sometimes our enemies is your best friend. The fact that they don't know it, they're making you grow. Her T.D. Jake said this. He said, he said, Judas got Jesus on the cross. Judas was used 
to help Jesus get to his destiny. Hold on. When, when Jesus picked out his disciples, he said, I knew I was picking the devil. He said, but I needed that devil to get me to my destiny. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Watch this now. The next time someone confronts you, he said, say it to yourself now. You, you must be the devil that I need in my life <laughs> to get me where God's trying to get me to. You're you trying to hurt me, but God's going to bless me through you. You just don't know it. You're taking me higher because you're making me dig deeper. Well, don't, don't trouble make you pray more. Don't, don't trouble make you dig in deeper. Don't trouble make you praise more. So, so I said, so the very thing Satan has sent in your life to trouble you is the very thing that is lifting you and preparing you for what God has in store for you. Listen, either God is in control or he's not. Either the trouble came through God or it didn't. It says God is always a God of purpose. When you are where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do, don't expect it to be smooth sailing. Oh, I have learned. When God's, when God's doing something higher in my life, I, I prepare myself for an attack. I prepare myself that in some area in my life, Satan's going to start messing with stuff. Matter of fact, he, 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 he good at jacks. He just don't throw one thing at you. He throw two things, three things, four things, five things. I mean, everything is on fire. And then I tell myself, I must be in the right place. Because Satan is trying to stop what God is doing. But my brother and sister, this is your Christian life. Can, can, I, can I take this a step further? I said, in order for you and I to become what we need to be is by faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. There's saving faith, but there's growing faith. There's overcoming faith. There's faith just to stand. Yes, sir. There's faith not to lose your mind. There's faith to keep the peace of God when there should be no reason why you got peace. You got to exercise your faith. I'm going to get to this in a little bit. But watch this. The one seed God expects you to grow is your faith in him. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us what faith is, but I'm going to give another definition, but it's going to come up on the screen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. 
Faith is being, this is the, this is out of NIV. Faith is being sure or confident of what we have a expectation for. Let, let, me, let me help you. Let me help you with this. Because some of us feel like God let us down. Let me explain why. In the movie, um, God befriended me, where we get our God account from. We got that idea from there. What happens if you watch that story, that when he was a little boy, his mother was diagnosed with cancer. She got healed of the cancer, and then she is killed in a car accident. Now, he'd been praying for God to heal his mom. God heals his mom, then takes his mom away in a car accident after she was healed. Now, in his mind, he says, since God, here I was excited that God healed my mom. Now God has taken my mom away in a car accident, so there must not be a God. The truth of the matter is, he's mad at God. I bet you there's some folks sitting right here who's mad at God. Because life has not been the way you thought it should be. Because God didn't answer your prayers. You know what I went a long time ago? Listen to me now. God is not in the business of answering are answering life by your wishes. What God is obligated to do is fulfilling his promises and his word. You get me? So I may want, you may want this to happen. And if God doesn't do it, Many times we would get mad at him. Don't, don't sit there and act like you haven't been here because all of us have been here. See, the problem is, is that we're looking at life from one piece of the puzzle. When it's a million-piece puzzle and God knows the whole picture. At some point, we got to come to the place that God is wiser than us. God knows more than us. God is up to something, that his character is good. And even if we don't understand everything down here, he's working it out for your good. How, that takes faith. That takes faith. When life is where you don't understand it, can you stand flat-footed and say, I trust you. I trust your word. I trust your character. See, Faith is more than just I believe in you. Faith is I put my trust in you. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me see if I can make this more understandable. If with God this is a relationship, then how deep can a relationship be if you are married with, to somebody that you can't trust? Oh, yeah. Why? Because we don't relate relationship with God in that type of situation. Uh -huh. See, see, 
relationship with a friend or whatever, and you and you done found out that you can't trust them, you got a surface relationship. It don't go no deeper than that because trust is, is the core value you got to have in a relationship. So God says to us, so you don't trust me, huh? Just because I didn't do it your way, just because I didn't move when you wanted me to, just because I didn't work it out the way you thought it should have been with that, you don't trust me, do you? See, I, I don't think I'm the only one that has ever struggled with this. I think that, that that's at some point, all of our faith has hit the wall. And we either, we either, we either sat down at the wall or we climbed over the wall and found out that God is still faithful. Is there anybody in the house that you trusted God and didn't know what he was going to do? But after a while, you look back and say, you was there all the time. I never would have made it if it had not been for you. Lord, thank you. One of the things that I'm realizing in my life, one of the things that I'm realizing in my life is that God is using everything I've been through to minister to others. Uh, I don't hear him, man. I am able to meet people at their point of hurt because I've been hurt at that point. So, 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 so when the guys on the street tell me, man, you don't know what I'm talking about. Let me tell you that I know what you're talking about. Got a phone call not too long ago. Young man is driving with a gun in his hand. Talking about, I'm going to go kill somebody. I'm mad. I'm ready to take somebody out. They called me. I answered the phone. And he said, man. And then he started angry. And he said, you don't know what I'm talking about. I said, I know what you're talking about. I've been where you've been. I know street mentality. I know what it means to be so angry. You're ready to kill somebody. You're thinking about killing somebody. I was there. I did all that. He started laughing on the phone. He said, you understand? I said, I understand. Had another person going through something, and, and, and they was hurt. And they, said, and, they said, and they said, man, you don't understand. I started sharing with them some of my background and what I've been through. And they said, okay, how do you make it? See, people want to know that your God can walk with them in their hurt. But if you haven't been through nothing, how can you share with them how deep your God is? See, wait a minute, you know what? A lot of us is ashamed from where we came from. But know what? I'm not ashamed because I'm not there no more. I'm not ashamed because the Lord Jesus Christ pulled me out. I'm not ashamed because that's what I used to be. This is who I am now. I'm not ashamed because it gives God glory of what he can do.
What, what, what has God brought you through that you can share with somebody else? It is the, what's this? It is being certain. You know what certain is? I'm certain of your character. Yes, sir. I know that you have lifted your word above your name. Yes, sir. And you will do exactly what you said you're going to do. And Lord, I'm going to stay right here and trust until my change comes. There's somebody in the house. A change is coming. If you stay right there, your change is coming. Stand on the promises of God. Your change is coming. The devil throwing everything at you, but your change is coming. See, 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 see. Did you know that your prayer, your praise, and your worship is watering your seed? You got a seed of faith. No, watch this. Well, all you have to have is a little bit of faith. That's not what the Bible says. What he says is, I have given you a little seed. The seed of a mustard seed. But it grows to be the biggest of all the trees. See, see, we, we, we interpret scripture the way we want to hear it. So we give ourselves a way out. Well, God said little faith. No, he rebuked the disciples for little faith. You start off with a seed of faith, but it's your responsibility to work your faith. To work your faith. I'm going to go here. Let me go here now, and then we're going to wrap it up. It's in 1 Peter chapter 1. Beginning in verse 6. Strange verse. A verse that for years I, I didn't understand it till I really started digging into it to see what Peter is saying. Uh. Look what he says. He says, You should be exceedingly glad on account, though now for a little while. You may be stressed by trials and suffer temptation. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you, is there anybody going through something? You don't have to raise your hand. But is anybody house going through something? You know what they said? You ought to shout. You ought to shout. Because what it's saying is what you're going through is working for you. Y'all got me. Whatever you're going through, God allowed it so that it can work for you. I, 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 got, I, got, a strange, I, I got a strange idea. I think that the next time you're around your enemy, you ought to thank them. <laughs> Baby, you'll see it in a minute. You'll see it. You don't see it yet. <laughs> you don't see it right now. But you ought to thank them. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm stone crazy. Well, that's true, but I'm still telling the truth. <laughs> you can learn from a crazy man. Yes, you can. And they're telling the word. Amen. What's this? Next verse. So that the genuineness of your, listen, 
not saying works. He's not saying righteousness. The one thing that God has given each of us that is more precious than anything else is that seed of faith. Listen, your faith will help you withstand the test. Your faith will anchor you in the midst of the storm. Your faith will keep you in perfect peace when all H-E-L-L done broke loose. Your faith will have you in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the sea, and you still smiling. You still praising. You still saying thank you. Listen, your peace will put a shield around you when your enemy come up against you. Your faith will be a strong tower. Your faith will be a battle axe. Your faith will hold you and rock you to sleep. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? See, when you don't have nothing else, you better have an expectation on the table. Look what it says. He says, not faith, faith. Genuine faith. How do you know if your keeping faith is genuine? By the peace you have while going through. Uh, can, can, can I use you? I watched you with your mom and I never saw you lose the peace. You told me, you said, it's the Lord that is keeping me. And it's, and it, and, and my fact, you said, I don't even understand it. But it's a covering. Listen, you know you're going through, but it don't feel like you're going through. You know you're in the fire, but you don't feel the heat in the fire. You know all hell done broke loose. But there's a joy. You know what the sad thing is this? There are many Christians who has never put their faith enough in him to experience this. Don't know the reality of it. Oh, won't he do it? I'm just talking to somebody. Won't he do it? In the midnight hour, won't he do it? In the midst of the storm, won't he do it? When you're about ready to lose your mind, won't he do it? He will allow you to stand by yourself and be okay. When folks that ought to be with you don't stand with you. He will let you plant your feet and say, you and me, Jesus. You and me, Jesus. You and me, Jesus. I said, he said, your faith must be tested. He said, the, the testing of your faith is more infinitely more valuable than God. Now, gold is valuable. But that is not the only reason why he uses gold. God knows that gold is the only element, metal element, 
that it doesn't matter how much you melt it, how, how hot you get it. Gold is gold is gold is gold. All other metals are composites, which means that there are other elements that goes into it to make it. If you heat your silver up, to a certain level, it would start breaking apart. Magnesium and, and zinc would be, and the elements would begin to separate, and what you end up with is iron. Even iron breaks down into components. I, I used to work at, at, at Millicom Foundry, and they would throw and they get in pig iron, still be dirty. They would heat it up to 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And they would throw magnesium, zinc into it to, to create iron. You know why? Because it was a mixture of things. Gold, you know what you add to it? Nothing. If it's gold, it's gold. You know what he's saying? Real faith can withstand the fire. Oh, yes, uh, somebody didn't hear that. It doesn't mean you don't cry. Doesn't mean that, but at the end of the day, I trust you, Lord. At the end of the day, I love you, Lord. At the end of the day, I'm staying right here. I ain't going nowhere. And what he's saying is, that what fire does to gold, which is purifies it, he says, the testing of your faith purifies your faith. Let me see if I can explain it. The test you went through last year can't touch you this year. Did you hear that? If you maintain that level, Whatever you have overcome last year won't even bother you this year. Oh, no, come on now. The demon that gave you hell last year, once you use your faith to defeat him, you're not even thinking about him because you're up here now. The problem is, is here you got a new demon to fight. Now, hold on, but that demon is to get you ready for here. What is God preparing you for? What is God preparing you for? See, watch this. God can't deliver you where he has appointed you till he has trained you how to do battle. Let me say it again. God can't take you where he wants you until he has tested your faith and your faith has endured the test so that when he put you in position, you can hold the weight of it. Is there anybody getting ready? Is there anybody God is preparing you? Is there anybody God's going to take you to the next level, but you got to go through this with faith? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Hallelujah. He says, he says that the, that the perishable gold, which is tested, is purified by... He said, gold, after a while, 
will wear out. Uh It'll just wear out. Uh It's still pure, but it just wear out. Uh Now watch this. He said, but your faith never wears out. Now watch this. This, this. this next verse really took me a lot of praying to understand what it was saying. Look what it says. But let me set this up. He said, what your faith is intended, intended to do is not only bless you down here, but it's going to bless you up there. Hallelujah. Amen. Many of us think that there's a song that says, I'm sending up my timber. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now that's only true if you're working by faith. Because if you're doing work and it don't have faith to it, then you're working in vain. Okay, because some of us is doing stuff by duty. And guess what, guess what God does? He wipes it off the table. Some of us are doing it for people praise. Did you hear that? People praise. God wipes it off the table. See, because in relationship, what is most important is that you got the other person's heart. If God does not have your heart, your work doesn't matter. I said this the other night. You can even tell if somebody cook with love. <laughs> well, why did you make me go here? You know, you can taste the love in it. They took their time. You know, I mean, they prepared it just right. You know, you know, if stuff is not right, those are the type of people who throw the whole thing out. But there's some folks. Nobody here, nobody here, nobody here. Let me qualify. You know, it looked like something. But you're not quite sure what it looks like. You know, you you might smell it. You say, You know, they're looking at you. Go ahead and taste it. And you say, and you say it to yourself, Jesus help. <laughs> Have you never blessed your food before? You blessing it now. Bless this. Bless, bless it. You know. <laughs> yo, yo. Y'all know y'all been there. <laughs> you know, you know what hurt their feelings, you know. And then you taste it. And you can't wait till they turn their head. And they say, is it good? You go, I didn't catch what I did, did you? Okay. (laughs) 
Why would God want that from us? Because many times that's what we serve God up with. How can I say this? I'm going to say this. We serve God what we wouldn't accept. Make the mic up, okay. Well, it says, that's why it's not works, because if it's not coming from the heart, it's not real. This is relation. One of the greatest verses that God has revealed to me is out of that marriage statement. Paul comes down and he says this. He says this. He says, I'm not talking about the husband and the wife. Huh? He said, and all this, I'm not talking about the husband and the wife. He said, you know what I just gave you a picture of? Christ and the church. That's what he says. So now we're talking about relationship. So what he's saying here, faith is from your heart of trusting me when it don't feel good. Of trusting me when you want to give up. You know what? Folks won't get it. When you are in a situation that everybody says you need to leave, you need to go do, do this, and God said, I haven't given you permission to leave. Then <laughs> God says, I, I got you in this because I'm preparing you. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says. I want you to do it because you love me. Maybe on a job, maybe in a situation, maybe in a real, whatever. No, God will keep you someplace so that your faith will grow. God, God, God will let you go through things on the outside, but he's building you up on the inside. Oh, God, God has a way of adding pressure. And what he's doing is he's making you stronger. What's this? What's this? He says, in that day that I come to get the church, Christ is coming to take us up out of here. And what's this? And if you don't know Jesus, you're going to be left back here with somebody worse than Trump. Trump is not the Antichrist. Uh, you haven't seen crazy yet. You haven't even seen crazy yet. He may give, give you a little bit of what crazy is, but, 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 but when the Antichrist rises up, Listen, we the church is not going to be here. You got me. Now we may go do a portion, but God's going to he's coming to get us. Now look what he says. He said, when I come and I break through the clouds and I call you, the only thing you have to offer up to him is not your works, but your faith. So listen, anything that we do that is not by faith is off the table. Now watch this. Redound is not a word that we use too much in the English language, but this is what it means. When you lift up your faith, 
to me for my glory. I'm going to shine it down on you for your glory. Yes, Did you trust me in the midst of the storm? When you got sick, did you trust? When things didn't work out the way you wanted to work out, did you trust? He said, said, it would be to your praise, to your glory, to your honor, when Jesus the Messiah revealed me when he comes. So watch this. If you don't want to go through nothing now, don't worry about being glorified then. That's right. That's right. If you're not willing to live all out for him now, why you think you're going to be his best friend then? Jesus, can my son have the right side of you and the left side of you? And Jesus said to her, you don't have a clue what you asked. And what Jesus really says is, I got a cup that is hard to drink from. (laughs) And whoever is going to be on my right hand and my left hand don't mind drinking from my cup. Oh, this, come here for a second. Come here for a second. When you really love somebody, you are with them in the bad times and the good times. You understand what I'm saying? You will share not just in their glory, but you will share in their suffering. I mean, if you really are connected, okay, what happens is, if he's going through, I'm going through. Let me. And what Jesus says, do you got me like this? Because I got you like this. Did you hear that? Whatever you go through, he got you. In your ups and your downs and your out, he got you. He got you and he won't leave you. Listen. Even when you are bad, he still got you. Oh, somebody need a shot on that. So watch this. He says, okay, let's try it the other way. If you got to stand the test for me, and the devil's going to test your faith, will you still stand for me? Will you drink up the cup for me? Now watch this. This is awesome to me. This is awesome to me. I thought it was just us glorifying him. He says, in that day, I'm going to glorify you. He says, to the point you walk with me. You know what? You know what? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. When, when, you know, when we walk with Jesus, sometimes when it gets too hard, we bail out. No. Matter of fact, with one another, we bail out when it gets too hard. <laughs> the question is, to what level are we willing to walk with him and trust? 
I said, and to the level you walk with him in trust is a level you will reign with him in heaven. Look what he's saying. The most precious thing you have is your trust and faith. Amen. He wants to know, do you trust his heart towards you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, even when it gets hard, listen, anybody can praise him on the mountaintop. He's looking for folks, for children that were praising in the valley, Lord. He's looking for folks that would say glory even when it hurts. He's looking for folks that would say, Lord, whatever, whatever, I'm staying right here. I ain't going nowhere. This is what he does. Then I'm done. Since he died for you, are you willing to die to self? To self for him. Because when you die to self, then you make it all about him. Now watch the magic in this. When you make it all about him, he makes it all about you. What is the greatest thing that you need to guard? Your faith. You know what you need to work on the most? Your faith. You know what's going to hold you when nothing else can hold you? Your faith. You know what's going to get you through the hardest times in your life? Your faith. Water it with the word. Water it with prayer. Water it with praise. Water it with worship. Sometimes when you don't feel like it, water it. Water it. Water it. Water it. 